Hello, and welcome to Grief, Gratitude, and the Gray in Between podcast. This podcast is about exploring the grief that occurs at different times in our lives in which we have had major changes and transitions that literally shake us to the core and make us experience grief. I created this podcast for people to feel a little less hopeless and alone in their own grief process as they hear the stories of others who have had similar journeys. I'm Kendra Rinaldi, your host. Now, let's dive right in to today's episode. Hello. Well, today, the damn recording happens to be Mother's Day. I was trying to figure out which one of the podcasts that I have, that I've, the interviews I've already recorded, uh, that I would launch today. And instead, I decided I would just do a little special short episode here talking about Mother's Day in honor of my mom. And also for those of you out there who may be listening today who have a mom who has passed away. And uh, this may be your first Mother's Day celebrating that special day without her by your side, or it may be 10 years down the line, it may be 20, it may be actually even forever, because I have friends that even have lost their moms before, um, actually when they were even born, you know, when they were babies. So uh, it is... Definitely one of those days that is very mixed with emotions. Uh, it can bring up different different feelings for everybody, even for people that maybe are not even moms right now and are wishing other people happy Mother's Day and and their own mo- mothers and maybe in their mind they they themselves would have wanted to be a mom and would not were not able to. So. Um, so it's it's interesting because these kind of um, hmm, hallmark holidays, I want to say, can end up bringing just so much, so many things to the surface. And as I mentioned just before, just all these mixed emotions, and one of those really being grief too. Um, for example, my first Mother's Day uh, that I had after my miscarriage. So. I was pregnant um, in 2006, and my miscarriage happened March 1st. So May of that year was Mother's Day, and it was very hard because I had just been carrying a child in my womb and had had a miscarriage, and that brought up a lot of emotions on that day because I would have still been pregnant if the pregnancy had been viable and uh, it was really, really hard. Um, so there's just, yeah, different different things that can happen. So I want to share a little bit about the about my mom. And um, my mom passed away 2016, November 7th, 2016. And if you've listened to the episode I did interviewing my brother, he shared a little bit about that process and that journey and, um, and even just the 
whole uh, day that she passed away, even just that experience that we had with her. And um, I want to share a little bit of what happened also, what happened after my mom's passing. So she passed away November 7th. And um, at the end of November, we we had already put in um, uh, some paperwork to be able, some paperwork or an application to be able to uh, have a golden doodle, a dog that we were wanting. And um, we had gone it through a breeder. And maybe those of you listening right now have different ideas and mixed ideas about somebody that purchases a dog or whatever. But anyway, this is not about that. But just know that um, we, uh, yeah, I, I can understand if you have those beliefs as well. So anyhow, the, so we had put an application and we were waiting to receive the news. So at the end of November, uh, no, yeah, the litter was born the end of November. So November 25th was when our uh, our dog was born that same year. And so it was in December that they started saying, you know, who the people were going to be that got to um, take home one of these little fur babies. And they gave us the date, the pickup date. And the pickup date was January 20th. January 20th is my mom's birthday. So again, this date was chosen by the breeder, not by us, and it was going to be the first day that I was going to celebrate my mom's birthday without her being alive. And I remember that day I was feeling, you know, I I could have felt a little nostalgic and stuff that day, but because we had the anticipation of having to go pick up our our new baby, our new fur baby, uh, there was so much excitement. And I really saw that as a sign and as a gift. And honestly, Evie coming into our life on that day was one of the biggest blessings and gifts that we could have gotten. We got, we got the dog thinking that it was for our children. And it honestly turned out to be, you know, my husband and I end up uh, really bonding a lot more with the dog than the kids do. And for me, she was my therapy. She became my, uh, my, my little, yeah, therapist. I had to get out of bed because I had to walk her in the mornings and there was, <laughs> there was no way of getting out of that one, right? She needed the energy output. So in days in which I would have probably rather just stay moping and being in bed and maybe feeling sad, I ended up having to be outside in nature. And during that time, I live in Texas and honestly, it, it we pretty, we have pretty good weather, but January, February it could still be cool, a little cool. So it was not that it was always very enjoyable to be outside walking, but it was therapeutical. It was, is that how, I hope I'm saying it right. It was so therapeutical, 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 therapeutic, therapeutic. I think I just made up a new word. Um, so I would just um, be out listening to the birds chirping and almost any little thing in nature 
I would just take that as if that was a sign from my mom. Um, In my heart, that's what I needed. I needed these little messages that I felt were her letting me know that she was with me and letting me know that she was okay. So if I'd see a little bird on a tree, I'd be like, oh, hi, mom, you know, or or any little thing like that. I just would just kind of connect with nature and see it as these gifts. Same like with certain ways in which the clouds would form at times, like if they were in the shape of, you know, kind of feathers, I would see them as wings of, of of an angel and I would take that as a gift. I just kept on honoring everything around me that just felt like a connection. And um, I, if I can say that to anybody, if that brings you comfort, finding meaning in some of the things that happen around you and finding those little things of messages as if they're really messages from your loved one, take them. Take them. If they bring you comfort, take them. Um, it definitely brought me comfort and brought me joy and of course tears at times as well, but it just would make me connect with her and I would just, you know, be talking to her and, um, and it'd feel good. So that, that was one thing I wanted to share. Another thing I wanted to share too is, you know, not everybody, for those of us who've lost loved ones, we all have different timing and when we're ready to do something uh, and to let go of something. I mentioned this in a podcast that will be coming out uh, later on in a conversation I had with my friend Stephanie. And her and I had talked about the, um, the things that sometimes we hold on to and that were really hard to let go. Her mom passed away as well. And I was letting her know that it had been really hard for me to erase my mom's phone number from my phone. I just could not bring myself to doing that. And I believe it, it I think maybe took me like about two years or so to do it. So there was one specific time in which I got in the car and the phone uh, started calling again my mom and um i hung up right away and then this is like 2 years down 2 years after her passing approximately and then i was uh driving and about 10 minutes later i got a call back and it said you know, like incoming call you know it said mommy on the screen on the on the car screen and so i pick up and uh someone then the other line was like Oh, I uh, I just got a call from this number, and so I said, "Oh, I'm sorry, it was just a, a a wrong wrong number, you know." And I hung up, and then I just started laughing and crying at the same time. And I was like, "Okay, mommy, I get it, I get it, it's time." And so that was my my way, my moment at least that I felt at peace to already delete the number from her phone, and. Many of you listening may have other things in which you're attached to uh, that are, let's see, that others around you may feel that it's time for you to let go of them, uh, that may remind you of your loved one. But ultimately, you will know when the right time is for you. 
Uh, and if it's even ever something that you need to let go of, some of these things that you may be keeping or things that just bring you comfort and that you'll have forever and ever, and that's okay if that is something that that brings you comfort. But one of the things to remember is that those things are, are associations that we make, right, to connections with our loved one. But ultimately, I truly believe that they're connected with us all the time and that these objects are really just for us um, as ways of feeling that connection. But I don't believe um, that our loved ones have any attachments to these objects. Uh, so anyhow, again, when you're ready, if the time is ever right, you can let go. Now, I wanted to share something um, before I finish this short podcast of a poem in a book that I got from my mom. And I got this book 2001. So this was before I had kids, actually even before I got married. And uh, it, it, they, my mom, my dad, my brother, and my sister both wrote in, you know, on one of the pages, you know, um, and it was for a celebration, you know, so they were just wishing me um, you know, yeah, this happy Ayamiha was for uh, a Baha'i celebration. So they just did some quotes on that. And so in the, the, my mom's dedication, it says, uh, I dedicate these poems, she wrote in Spanish, so I'm translating. I read, dedicate these poems with all my heart, but especially the one on page 26. I love you. And then, you know, Anivia, my mom. So uh, this is a book called For You, My Daughter, and it's poems to say how much I love you. And, uh, I opened this book a year after, not a year, the, this, uh, it, I mean, after my mom passed away and I saw that and I'm like, oh my gosh, oh, what's on page 26. And so I remember going to that page and it's a whole bunch of different books, different, uh, different poems, different authors. And I opened and I read the one on page 26. So I'm opening up to this to this page, and I'm going to read it to you guys. Daughter, your happiness is what I wish for most. I wish for you to always see the goodness in this world, to do your part in helping those less fortunate, to walk hand in hand with those of less talent, to follow those of more knowledge, to be an equal with those who are different. I wish for you to find your special purpose in this world so full of choices and to help lead those who stray. I wish for you to become your own individual, to set yourself apart from those who are the same. I wish for you the self-confidence to say no when it is necessary and the strength to stand alone. I wish for you the approval of yourself to love and respect everything that you are and will become. I wish for you to reap the fruits of your talents, to walk with pride down the road of life, to be humble in your success, and to share in the praises and joy of others. But most of all, I wish for you to be happy for when you are happy, you have the key that will open all of the world's doors to you. 
whatever you decide, whoever you become, my love for you is unconditional. My arms and heart are always open to you. My wishes for you are that you will someday know the joys that only a daughter can bring and that all your wishes come true. I love you, my daughter. And the author of this is Jackie Olson. But when I read this poem, I was sobbing when I read it the first time after I after my mom passed. And again, I do not even know if I read it when she gave it to me. And again, I might have in 2001 when they gave me this book, but I might have not read it. I don't know. But the impact it had on me reading it at the moment I did, again, I took that as a little message. And I was just so happy because I just, I knew, I knew that whatever I would do, and this, I always knew this all my life, that really all that my parents wanted for me was just to be true to myself and to be of service to others and to be happy. That is all they ever wanted. Um, so I'm going to start to cry. My dad is still living, so I know that that's all he ever wants for his children, and that's all my mom ever wanted for his children, was for us to be of service, to be also, you know, connected to God, and um, to be happy. And I, reading this uh, poem, just truly just was, again, another little way of connecting with her, again, even though she didn't write it, the fact that she dedicated this to me just kind of gave me a little nudge and a little pat on the back, letting me know I was going in the right direction in my life. And it just felt so good. So I hope that today, on this Mother's Day, uh, and any day that you listen to this (laughs) thereafter, if you ever see any little message from the universe that you feel is connecting you to your loved one, take it, use it, and uh, use it for your own healing, use it for your own connection, if that brings you any comfort. So sending you all lots of love, and again, thank you for listening. Thank you again so much for choosing to listen today. I hope that you can take away a few nuggets from today's episode that can bring you comfort in your times of grief. If so, it would mean so much to me if you would rate and comment on this episode. And if you feel inspired in some way to share it with someone who may need to hear this, please do so. Also, if you or someone you know has a story of grief and gratitude that should be shared so that others can be inspired as well, please reach out to me. And thanks once again for tuning in to Grief, Gratitude, and the Gray in Between podcast. Have a beautiful day.